Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Instagram, among others. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is supported by Gladiolas. Tonight, We'll be reading from the 1899 novel by Kate Chopin, The Awakening. Set in New Orleans and on the Louisiana Gulf Coast at the end of the 19th century, the plot centers on Edna Pontellier and her struggle between her increasingly unorthodox views on femininity and motherhood with the prevailing social attitudes of the turn of the century, American South. The Awakening is widely seen as a landmark work of early feminism and a precursor of American modernist literature. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. The Awakening 1. 
a green and yellow parrot, which hung in a cage outside the door, kept repeating over and over, Allez-vous en, allez-vous en, sapristi, that's all right. He could speak a little Spanish and also a language which nobody understood unless it was the mockingbird that hung on the other side of the door, whistling his fluty notes out upon the breeze with maddening persistence. Mr. Pontellier, unable to read his newspaper with any degree of comfort, arose with an expression and an exclamation of disgust. He walked down the gallery and across the narrow bridges which connected the Lebrun cottages one with the other. He had been seated before the door of the main house. The parrot and the mockingbird were the property of Madame Lebrun and they had the right to make all the noise they wished. Mr. Pontellier had the privilege of quitting their society when they ceased to be entertaining. He stopped before the door of his own cottage, which was the fourth one from the main building and next to the last. Seating himself in a wicker rocker which was there, he once more applied himself to the task of reading the newspaper. The day was Sunday. The paper was a day old. The Sunday papers had not yet reached Grand Isle. He was already acquainted with the market reports, and he glanced restlessly over the editorials and bits of news which he had not had time to read before quitting New Orleans the day before. Mr. Pontellier wore eyeglasses. He was a man of 40, of medium height and rather slender build. He stooped a little. His hair was brown and straight, parted on one side. His beard was neatly and closely trimmed. Once in a while, he withdrew his glance from the newspaper and looked about him. There was more noise than ever over at the house. The main building was called the house to distinguish it from the cottages. The chattering and whistling birds were still at it. Two young girls, the Faraval twins, were playing a duet called Zamba upon the piano. Madame Lebrun was bustling in and out, giving orders in a high key to a yard boy whenever she got inside.